You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Uh, well, we're back, and uh, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it's been an interesting week, at least for me, Troy. I've been, I've been uh, about, well, close to 600 miles away, so... Um, it's it's been it's been a fun week at least for me. So how you doing, Troy? I'm doing pretty well. I you know I sat back and didn't have much to look into this week while you were gone. So <laughs> just, I just kicked. I did a staycation. I guess you could call it, even though All I was right. still working. You know. Yeah, so, I hear you. Anything interesting happen on your end? Uh, no, not really. Um, okay. It was just pretty much business as usual, I guess you could say. But yeah, excited to hear what you went through this week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we get into that um, right after we uh, do our mystery clip? How's that sound? All right, let's do All that. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll throw up that mystery clip and we'll be right back. From switching to the redundant sense sequencer, T minus 27 seconds. We have gone for redundant sense sequencer start, T minus 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15, 14, 13, T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. And we are back, and uh, well, Troy, uh, you found that mystery clip, so why don't you uh, talk it up a little bit? Well, it was actually your idea, well, but... Um, <laughs> but you found the commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that was the intro of the original broadcast from MTV when it launched August 1st, 1981. Yep. And um, it's pretty interesting. We were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording here, and... Uh, how MTV has changed over the years. Oh you know? my gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's no longer, in fact, it should be just called MTV and not Music TV, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, in fact, it might even be. I don't even know for yeah. sure, but... Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, there, there really is no music videos anymore. It's no. all just uh, teen drama shows and mm. whatever else. Um, I, I do think they have a couple sister stations that do play some music every once in a while, but... Yep. 
Um, I, I think when when YouTube launched, as we, as we were talking, that 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 hit a bigger audience for yeah. the music stars, and I think they just started going that route with everything. Is there anything that you watch to to this day on MTV? Um, my wife my wife watches the teen mom shows, and I will sit and watch that with her. Oh, okay. Um, but that's about it, honestly. I, I'll watch the Catfish show. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, yeah I did see that one, too. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. one's pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's... I forgot about that one. Not too much going on, but, yeah, in fact, the uh, first ever video that played, in fact, it played at 12.01 a.m. on August 1st, and it was the Buggles... Uh, which was the it was called Video Killed the Radio Star, which uh, that song was from 1979, but it debuted on MTV August 1st. They couldn't have picked a better song to oh introduce gosh, what, they, no. what they were bringing on there, you know? I know, it was perfect. It was perfect. And uh, <clears throat> I was listening to it because that's, that's how I learned about it because I was driving back from vacation and uh, had it on uh, satellite radio and... And the uh, original VJ uh, appeared on it, and he was kind of talking it up. It was Alan Quinn, and he was... Alan Hunter. Or, I'm sorry, Alan Hunter. (laughs) Yeah, I mixed up. Martha Quinn was the woman, yeah. Yes, Alan Hunter and Martha Quinn were the first two hired, by the way. And... um, but uh, yeah, so he was kind of talking it up, and it was it was interesting to hear how his take on it was, because he was actually a bartender in Manhattan... And uh, and he kept his bartending job for the first month because he didn't think this was going to last. And, yeah. Uh, so he just kind of kept that job on the back burner just in case it didn't work out. And, you know, 39 years later, he's still talking it up. And uh, they're looking to do a huge celebration party on their 40th anniversary is what they were kind of dreaming of. So sounds like Sirius is going to spare no expense, Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Spare no expense and and throw them uh, a pretty big party. So. Well, hopefully we can do that. You know, if they figure <laughs> out this COVID thing by then, right? Oh, that is so true. But yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I I learned a lot about MTV uh, for that first year. You know, they had a they had a total of 150 videos uh, to pick from, which. Obviously, when you're playing 24 hours a day, you yeah. know you don't have too much of a selection when it all comes down to. And it sounds like sounds like a lot of Rod Stewart, uh, a lot of uh, you know some of the. Well, it was basically the end of uh, the disco era. Would have been, so. would have been maybe Sticks. Yeah. Yep. Sticks and and Mario um, Speedwagon. Journey, I believe, even made that list. Journey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, which, which isn't bad music, but when you when you're uh, on a rotation and hearing the same songs every couple minutes, <laughs> you know, or well, every couple hours, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, it sounds like I, a couple of the local radio stations. If you oh ask me. Oh my gosh, that drives me insane. Yeah. But you you listen to a radio station, and within within an hour and a half, you're hearing the same song you just heard an hour and a half ago. Right, like, really? right. And I think they have a little more to choose from than what MTV had. So I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it started at 12.01 on August 1st, and uh, they actually had, and this actually surprised me a little bit, but, um, you know, not now in today's standards, this isn't a lot, uh, but they had 3 million um, viewers for cable television back then, which, you know, cable was just a, a kind of a new thing back then. Yeah, and, I was right in its infancy, yeah, for sure. Yep, 
so uh, so yeah, so three million folks uh, viewed it, and and so MTV was born, and it died what twenty years later because <laughs> <laughs> although MTV is still in the air, it it really died twenty years Mus- later. Yeah, music television died. It MTV, sure did. MTV was reborn. Yep, that's for sure. So but media yeah. television. Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. You, do you even want to go there? <laughs> Oh, that's the no. other thing too. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I was uh, I went on vacation. Uh, in fact, I went down to uh, the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, and uh, oh my gosh, that was a fun time. And uh, especially if you're into outdoors, uh, that is mm-hmm. the perfect location because you have everything from unlimited hiking trails to um, just the scenery alone. Uh, we got to do a little whitewater rafting, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever done that? I've never done that. My daughter was just there last month in oh, Tennessee. Oh, okay. And she, she did the whitewater rafting, and she was sitting, <laughs> I think she was sitting towards the back or something, and they hit a tough raft, and oh, she got no. tossed out. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so where... her, and another, her and another older boy got tossed out, and um, um Luckily, I guess somebody grabbed them right away or whatever, so okay. they were able to pull back in. But she went with their best friend. Oh, that's cool. And where and where at yeah. in Tennessee did she go? I, I don't know exactly. It was, um, you know, where their cabin wasn't like you could see the Smoky Mountains and stuff. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. So but I don't good... remember exactly what the town was. Um, is it? Is it? It's near Dollywood. I know oh, that. okay. Pigeon Forge. That's it. Okay. That's it. Yep. That's yep. where we stayed actually in Pigeon okay. Forge. So, but a really cool town, and uh, it's kind of weird because, you know, obviously up here in Pennsylvania, we're dealing a lot with the the COVID and wearing the masks and all that, Uh, and so are they down there, you know, they're wearing masks and they're they're doing the um, social distancing and and doing all the precautions, making sure as you enter buildings that you wear hand sanitizer and and, uh, so forth. And, uh, but, but I had a different feel down there, you know, I had a, I had a feel of where a lot of people were a lot more like even the governor, uh, was very transparent in what was going on. Uh, the, the local mayor was very transparent in what was going on. They were keeping you up to date on things and, and letting you know what to expect. So it almost felt like I'm, I was kind of not okay with going through all this process because it, it does suck, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. But, but I was actually kind of accepting of it, you know, because, mm-hmm. because they were a lot more informative and they were a lot more clear and precise and, and explaining why they're doing what they're doing. You know, I didn't always have to agree with it, but I was at least accepting of it. And I felt like a lot of the folks down there were accepting of it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a whole different vibe than what we have up here, where things aren't as transparent, and uh, a lot of things that we're doing is guessing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not truly getting a true reading of what's happening around here, and uh, it's just kind of weird that you know we're we're dealing with what we're dealing with. Well, I think that's been a major complaint in our state is the fact that um, we just keep getting all these rules or laws or suggestions or whatever yep and all we all they're looking for is why but it never that's you never get that answer yeah it's always you know and he he even what vetoed that bill to open <laughs> up um all the public records or whatever and 
Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's the other thing. It's like, why, you know, why are we vetoing things that, you know, why, why shouldn't we have knowledge of that? Right. You know, why shouldn't we be a little bit more informed, you know, Hey, if you don't want to let Lebanon County inform, you know, that's fine. You know, I get it. You hate us, you know, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. And, uh, and I know we were going to, uh, interview a friend of mine, uh, um, Charles Stoff this week, but he wasn't able to make it. So, uh, but I do uh, visit his uh, site a lot, and he he does do a lot of updating of statistics and so forth. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to Pennsylvania COVID statistics, we have a, a total of 579 hospitalizations as we speak in the entire state, <laughs> uh, and we have a total of 89 folks on ventilators as we speak, you know, so, so those numbers are way down and they keep dropping. Uh, yeah. and, and we're not finding, we're not finding stats anymore on how many deaths because those numbers are kind of becoming obsolete. Yeah. It, it always seems weird that when they, when they, when there is a death, uh-huh. they make sure that everybody knows it. So, yeah. so it seems scarier than, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you notice that? Like, oh yeah, you hear all these numbers, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of deaths. But as soon as there is one, they make sure you know about it. Well, without like, a doubt. Well, I yeah. I decided to perform a little experiment while while I was on vacation this past week, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the one morning I woke up and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna turn on the TV and I'm gonna turn it on to CNN News, and I'm also gonna turn it on to Fox News, and I okay. you know because those are as as contrast as it gets. Absolutely. So, so I turned it on CNN news and just, I want you to just kind of guess, what do you think I saw? It was probably all COVID. Yeah, related. it was all COVID. Yeah. And, and what do you think specifically about COVID? Um, think probably of cases. Yeah. Like well, how many, yeah, not like only how many cases, cases or, or well, deaths. Yeah. I was going to say they didn't even talk about cases as much as they did deaths. And mm. and they were so hung up on that 150,000 number, you know, as like 150,000 deaths and this and that. And, you know, we're we're really headed into a, a major uh, catastrophe. And if we don't get this solved, you know, if we don't have leadership to take care of this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, honestly, if I just if I just flew into this country for the first week and I turned it onto that channel and I'm watching that, I would be like scared to death. I, I would probably crawl under a bed and be like, you know what? I am not leaving this until I see a better outcome. You would have thought you were flying into a third world country or something. <laughs> I know. I know. So so then I'm like, OK, well, let's see what Fox News has. And uh, and all of a sudden they were just talking about. All these other outlet sources are not, you know, demonstrating the facts and they're not providing factual resources and all they're trying to do is scare you. And, uh, you know, and this is what um, Donald Trump is doing for us. And this is what he's doing now. And and I'm and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I don't think I could handle either direction. It's like, how could how mm-hmm. could someone be either so fixated on Fox News or so fixated on CNN? I don't get mm-hmm. it, 
you know, uh, yeah. I, I, I've said that for a long time now. I said, I, I wish there was a media outlet that would just report the news and let me make my opinions. Right, right. You know, instead of trying to force your opinions on me, you know. And I've always said this, too. I've always said that, could you imagine what Walter Cronkite would be saying right now <laughs> if he saw what was going on around him in regards to news? He was just a straight shooter. Yeah. You know? He just... I mean, I know a lot of our younger listeners might not know who that is, but he's like the godfather of news, you know, right. like he was the one, he was the one that made newscasting what it is today, you yeah. know, him and I guess what Dan Rather would have been pretty, pretty, uh, I would say he was a straight shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Rather was in that mix and, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, you know, who's certainly not in that mix. Who's that? Brian John or not Brian Johnson. Who was the. Who was the guy on uh, NBC? The, uh, the guy Brian Williams. <laughs> Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Williams and Sean Hannity. Let's just throw those two if you want to do contrast. <laughs> Brian Williams. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, you know when when uh, I worked in the radio station, <clears throat> we we played Sean Hannity and yes, uh, and when. George Bush was president when GW was president. Mm -hmm. uh, I really wasn't a fan of him. You know, he just didn't seem very intelligent and just whatever. And I kind of had a, I kind of had enough of people like Sean Hannity because how can you have such a strong favorite opinion of somebody who is just outright not that intelligent, you know, or at least mm -hmm. appearing not that intelligent and then, you know, so to me, it's like, you know what? I can't believe someone who is going to stay on the side of one person just based on the party that they're affiliated with. Yeah. You know, and it's just I've had ridiculous. discussions with people for a long time. And, like, I, I just wish we could get to the point where there either wasn't a two-party system <laughs> or at, at least if they could um, leave parties right. unaffiliated on the ballot when you when you go in to vote. So that people that are voting are only informed. Yes. They're not just going in there and picking straight party or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that option should be taken off the ticket, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to just do straight party. Right. Well the problem <clears throat> the problem is is money. You know, mm -hmm. it because people have so much money to uh to get the supporters they have people in their back pocket, you know, whether it's pharmaceutical companies or oil companies, you know, that are sort of feeding their agenda, you know, mm -hmm. through these politicians because, you know, they're hoping that these people get elected so that they can further promote their company and, and continue to make them money. You know, we saw right. it. We saw it at every level. We saw it, um, you know, as far back. Well, I mean, as far back as I can remember, back to uh, George Bush to, uh, you know, Obama and Clinton and, mm -hmm. you know, and probably even a little bit of that even today, you know. Yeah, I would imagine. It's just, uh, yeah, it's so it's so agenda fed that we're not truly getting politicians that are watching our backs, you know. And, yeah, I wonder how much of it is actually what they truly believe too, right? You know, or is it just where, where, like you said, where the money's coming from? Okay, well, the money's coming from here, so I'm just going to push my policies towards this to help them. You yep. Know? <clears throat> Very so, true. Very true. It's a shame. 
It is. It is. So, yeah. Um, so when I have a lot of time on my hands, Troy, I, I tend to uh, think about how I can solve the world's problems, you know. And uh, <laughs> um, So is this, is this official? What's that? You're announcing your run right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured now, now that we're getting up there and, and listeners, I figured you know what? Why not? I I should be I should have enough listeners now to to officially run for. Uh... <laughs> right, we're we're not even going to start in a small stage here. No, no. Up. You know, well, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe I can run for mayor of this little town that I live in. You know, yeah. You know, because I think I know everybody in this town. There you go. So I can I can do that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the other thing too I was thinking of is you know with all this stuff going on with like the police force, uh, mm-hmm. with them being defunded and with with folks hating the police, have you heard anything in a negativity sense about like the Pennsylvania State Police? No, no. And why do you think that is? Because they haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't done anything because they're probably educated. Well, not probably. They are educated. You right. know, you have to pass a specific psychological screening. You have mm-hmm. to sp- uh, pass a specific uh, physical test. You know, there's a lot of different things that people that they have to go through to even become qualified to go to the the police academy up here right. in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And yep. and uh, the Pennsylvania State Police, you know, they were the first PA, they were the first state police in the United States, and and there's a reason why they are the standard, and I think it's because of all of the the red tape and all the hoops that they have to cross, you know, to become what they are, and mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why not make that across the board? Yeah, you know, why not make that across the board to where you have to meet this criteria to become a police officer in the city. You have to meet this criteria to become a police officer in the township. You know. Uh, yep. No, and, I agree. And I think that would solve. I think that would solve a lot of the issues that we're having. I agree. I knew um, a couple uh, policemen from the Lebanon City area here, uh-huh. and um, they told me some of the guys they worked with that got hired there, like. Yeah. They didn't know what they were doing. Or like, no. Like, like, they're just like hiring like Joe Schmoe's off the street. Like, it's no wonder you're going to have some people that don't like them, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. They're literally recruiting out of Votech. Oh, you know, wow. Which is, you know, vocational school for high schoolers who graduate. But, yeah, I mean, they're literally recruiting from there. So mm-hmm. what what quality are you truly getting? Right, you know, yeah, and and it also it doesn't weed out the folks that are there for the wrong reasons, you know, that mm-hmm. they've never been able to demonstrate authority or power, and this is their opportunity, and and I think if we did if we went the same route as like the PA State Police, a psychological screening would help eliminate that crowd. Yeah, you know. But it's really sad because it's getting to the point now where who even wants to be a police officer anymore? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It's very true, and uh, yeah, I guess it's so. You're almost picking what you get, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think if we set the standards a little higher, that folks that become police officers—let's face it—like a state police officer does not look at a peer of theirs in the township or in the city at the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't see them as their equal, so to speak. 
Yeah. Uh, and and I think there's I think it's valid for them to think that way. Absolutely. You know, they've gone they've gone through a lot more than mm-hmm. than what the regular township or or a city police has yep. gone through. Now that might not be the case for some of the bigger cities, right? But, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I I but, think from what I've seen, you know, I from what I've seen and heard, New York City cops, you know, they they meet a, a pretty high standard. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think there does need to be some sort of uh, system set in place. This is what you need to pass. This is what needs to happen. This mm-hmm. is your you know physically, mentally, whatever. Yep. And then once you get past all them tests. Then we'll start training you. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, there's no there's no reason to. I don't know. I'm 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 whole. I'm confused on that whole defund the police thing. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, "Well, we're not eliminating the police force." Well, yeah, you're right, but you're taking away some of the funds. Like, how are you making a police force better by taking away money? You know, yeah, so that why, makes no why, sense. Yeah, to that me. makes zero sense to me. And uh, and we're seeing some of the evidence, you know, of people defunding the police. I mean, you're seeing a lot of uh, bigger cities like New York. You're seeing a lot of the uh, police officers there. They're retiring early. Mm-hmm. You know, you're also seeing uh, in other cases where some of the police. Uh, in fact, I almost think it was in Minneapolis just recently where uh, a lot of the uh, police forces aren't even going to the um I think it's the the Democratic uh, convention or something. I forget where where it is, but mm-hmm. they they're backing out because they were told that they're not allowed to use tear gas or pepper spray. Mm. So if you take away their only non lethal method, mm-hmm. what do you have? <laughs> right. You know. So yeah. You know. So you have tasers and you have bullets. Okay. Well, now you just equip them to only use. A more lethal method and it, it's just i don't know I, I feel like i'm living in a backwards world you know it, yeah some of the things and ideas that people come up with just i don't know it just they make absolutely no sense to me no like, no and i don't think we'll ever be able to make sense out of it to be honest with you it just yeah you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> so but uh but yeah while i was on vacation also troy uh, i got a message from uh from Brad, I believe his name is uh, from Liquid. Um, shoot, Liquid Noise Brewing yeah, Company. Yeah, Liquid Noise Brewing Company, and uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be our they're going to be our next guest. Uh, on uh, stay tuned, and uh, I'm looking. Yeah, forward to um, that. I was looking into them a little bit. Um, let's see, they, it's in Marysville, Pennsylvania. Yep, uh, which is in Perry County, and um, it says. It's located um, in a store next to the space of Dollar General on the corner of State Road and Ridgeview Drive. Okay. So that's where they're located at. So you can, you know, visit them if you're in the area. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Yes. But I'm looking forward to talking to him. I, um, let's see, uh, who did you say you were speaking with, Brad? Yes. Is that Brad Moyer? I believe so. He's the owner. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Just I see his name listed here in this article I was reading. Oh, okay. So it doesn't say exactly what he. Uh, it just says they started out home brewing, and now have their own consulting business. So. Oh, cool. But I don't know. This 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 article's from. Um, let me see if I can find a date on it. I did see a date when I looked it up. Okay. Uh, no, this is August of nineteen. Oh, okay, so. so about a year ago. 
Yeah. So I don't know if he's just their consultant or, or what exactly he is, but. Well, I'm looking um, forward to being a little educated in the uh, brewing business. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that very much. In um, fact, uh, yeah, he he sent a message and he he wants to uh, hook you and I up with uh, some drinks so that we can kind of uh, experiment with and and uh, that'll be fun. Moments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope our conversation stays on track. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So folks listening, if we slur our speech a little bit, uh, it's you know it's. Well, it's good reason. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. The good thing um, is, Troy, you know, looking at the video as we talk, uh, you know, looking in your background, it looks like you have a little practice in that. So you yeah, should be yeah, okay. Little, yeah, yeah, we do have a little bit of uh, – now, we don't, we don't brew or anything, you know. <laughs> But we do have we do like to have a lot of uh, mixed drink. I shouldn't say a lot. Yeah, we like to have mixed drinks, and usually it's just when we have friends over. Okay. But it's, the thing is, so here's the thing. All right, years ago, um, this is probably 15 years ago. I was in a softball league. Yes, and I was there was a ticket that you could get, and it was if you win, you get like all this alcohol or whatever that you okay. get. Okay. Right? So I didn't win that ticket, but I got second. Ah. Um, and it was still a pretty good bit of alcohol. Yeah. So ever since that, like we, I've always had all this alcohol, and then when one of the bottles goes, I would just refill it. So I still have like this main batch of alcohol from, yeah, from when I won this years ticket, ago. <laughs> but it's just stuff that just got replenished and refilled from the stuff that got taken over. Sure. So, so it's not like I just went and built like hey, I'm just going to go ahead and buy all this liquor <laughs> in the liquor store. You know what I mean? It's just. At this point, it's just all stuff that's been uh, you know okay. replenished or whatever. So. so what I'm seeing isn't your weekly shopping list, is what you're correct. Saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's good because I was going to have an intervention in the future shows for you, but well, I guess I, I guess I don't need to. No, 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 no. You're fine. Uh, that's good. I'll tell you another thing though that uh, that you did not have a shortage of in Tennessee, at least in this area uh, where I was in the Smoky Mountain area, was moonshine. Oh really? Oh, my gosh, every block of the towns is moonshine distilleries and uh, you, and a lot of like free tasting tours. So you can nice. literally you can literally just get intoxicated just by doing the the tasting tours. <laughs> I mean, that's how many different places there were out there. So, well, moonshine is pretty strong stuff. So. It is. It is. We got to try. Uh, what they call white lightning. It was uh, it was uh, old smoky uh, uh, moonshine distillery in Pigeon Forge, and uh, white lightning is I think 125 proof. Yeah, and uh, and they gave us a shot of that, and I'll tell you what, I've never I I, I now know what it's like for gas to run through an engine of a car because that's kind of how it felt. <laughs> You know, it just I can literally I can literally feel it like going down into my system, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but yeah, it was it was pretty strong. Uh but they had a yeah, lot of pretty they, quick, huh? Oh yeah, you could easily yeah. I I I just tried and and their shots aren't even a shot. It's like a like a I don't know, maybe a quarter of a real shot. Right. So, but it but if I if I were to down a couple of those real size shots yeah, I, I would be hurting. I think <laughs> I would be hurting at a, on 125 proof. But yeah, it was it was pretty strong. And uh, but they had a lot of cool other flavors too. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to about Liquid Noise because it looks like 
looks like they have a lot of uh, different flavors, and I don't know what type of beer drinker you are, but I like lager. That's personally. typically what I would drink, too. Okay, yeah. so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what their lager uh, tastes like. And Yeah, uh, I like lager, and then every once in a while, and like my brother-in-law, he loves his light beer. Okay. So... So when I'm over at his place, we'll, we'll you know I'll drink the light whatever he has available nice. or whatever. But yeah, but typically if I go out and buy something, it's typically a lager. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know we live in uh, we live in Lager Central. You know. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, with uh, the oldest brewery in America. That's right. That's right. Yangling just up the road. So that's a place I haven't even toured yet. Have you? Um, no, I've driven by it. Um, I, I worked in that area, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit, some, you know, every once in a while and I've driven by it. Um, I I think where their original brewery is, is not where they do it now though. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. Um, but I know it's really weird because it's like going up big hill and up there in, uh, Pottsville. Yeah. That, that one street that they're on, it's just a huge hill. It's crazy. Well, when I, yeah, yeah, it's a really cool place. When I was in my early twenties, uh, I worked for uh, Culligan Water Conditioning. I would deliver, yep. I would deliver uh, salt, and uh, and I would also, you know, to condition to service mm-hmm. their conditioners and such. Soften water and yep. stuff. Yeah. And uh, and one of our customers was uh, the Yangling family. Oh wow! And I got to go into their original mansion in Pottsville. Oh wow! And uh, so because they they have a Culligan Water Conditioning uh, system in their basement. And their basement's still dirt. Like mm-hmm. it's an all dirt floor, dirt, whatever. And uh, and the one thing I remember about going down there is, well, number one, they t- they kept everything completely clean. They had, uh, their furnace was waxed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everything was like as clean as, as it can be. And, uh, and not only that, but I actually got to see in the back corner of their basement the original barrels from when they first started brewing wow. uh, back in the day, which was really cool to see. And uh, and I, for the life of me, I, I that's one of my goals is to go visit that place and take a tour because I thought that would be kind of cool to see. But, yeah, uh, I'd like to do that too. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Maybe maybe we can uh, arrange an interview sometime and uh, yeah. do a do an on site interview with these guys and and get a tour yeah. out of it. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see how this interview goes. Um, that's, <laughs> that should be coming up next week, I believe. Right? The, it the, is. The liquid noise. Yeah. Yep. In fact. So what? What? Oh, I was what just gonna. gonna I was just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, we're you and I are going to be interviewing uh, this upcoming week, middle of the week, right? Which will so we'll see. How, we'll see how that goes, mm-hmm. and then um, you know maybe when things you know, die off here a little bit with COVID or whatever, maybe we can actually take a tour up there too or something. I don't know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I know. Sit down and talk with them in in their actually brewer brewery up there. That'd be pretty neat. That would be really neat, I think. But <clears> uh, yeah, we'll have a couple on site interviews, you know, without a doubt. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I was mm-hmm. in a I was in a place that uh, I'm trying to think what it was called. It was oh, it was the uh, Salt and Pepper Museum, Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum in in uh, Pigeon Ford or uh, where was so, it? So not the not the eighties rap girls. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. There's the following week, but. Uh, <laughs> But but I met the owner there, and uh, and I thought she had a pretty interesting story, and uh, I was thinking, man, I don't know, I, I don't know how we can make a, a 
a good interview from this, but I was thinking, man, she's got to just just to hear how like they have over twenty thousand salt and pepper shakers in this building. You know, my my grandmother used to collect salt and sh- salt and pepper shakers. Did she really? Yeah. Oh wow. When she when, when she passed, um, a couple of us like got a couple of them each. You know. Oh, cool. I I have some somewhere, probably in the attic somewhere. Okay. Or something. I don't remember. Well, I was gonna say if you had them in front of you, I can tell you if they were valuable or not, just based on my visit there. But uh, <laughs> wow, you became an expert that quickly. That's huh? right. That's right. I got to see. <laughs> I got to see what they that what what was behind glass cases and what wasn't. You know, I can tell man, you. You're a new man. Since I know. I know. Running for office, <laughs> salt and pepper shaker. Oh my goodness. That's right. I can do it all, and and I and I can solve the world's problems with just moonshine connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I even bought. I even bought two bottles. By the way. So. <laughs> I bought uh, I bought watermelon, and uh, and uh, what was the other one? Java, some kind of Java blend. It was mm-hmm. yeah, so really good stuff. But yeah, um, but the uh, folks at Liquid Noise are really looking forward to uh, doing this interview. And like I said, they they actually contacted me to just kind of see if we're still good to go. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So and I know absolutely, that's well. cool. So we'll get that recorded this week, and we'll get it out for you guys next week. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. And uh, but yeah, we definitely don't have an interview for you folks uh, this week. But you know, we can still talk. We're still things things happen. Yep, things happen. Things are still happening, and uh, we'll we'll make it work. We can't we can't interview everybody every week. So that's right. Uh, but yes, by the way, uh, sports, I guess, uh, sports have finally started kicking off. Uh, I've seen that the NHL is back. The NBA is back. Uh, baseball started. Yep. Um, My my penguins lost in overtime, unfortunately to to the uh, Canadians, but, uh, looks like baseball's back, but it doesn't look like it might be back for the full season. I'll be honest with you. I don't know, man. It's. Yeah. Apparently, some of these players are not following protocols. And <laughs> who was the NBA? Who was the NBA player that uh, was going to a funeral to his grandfather's funeral? Did you hear this? Was, and he ended mm, up. Was that Lou Williams? I think so. Where he ended up, I guess, being spotted at a strip club. I think. I think that was Lou Williams. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah, that's it's. I mean, we all grieve in many ways, so... Apparently, that's what happened with the Marlins, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, they all went out barring and at the strip clubs, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, as you can see, that's what you get when you go, huh? I'm actually shocked that they're even allowed to open right now, these clubs. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um... But I guess that depends on probably where you are, and mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what though? What's that that? Did, it, that did boggle my mind because um, we have a little whatever you want to call it down the road here from where we live, <laughs> yes. adult bookstore. I guess is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, when I would drive by there, I'd always see cars there. So that never must have closed. Oh wow! So so even today, so, huh? Like like yeah. as of right now, or this month, yeah. or whatever. Well, I don't know about right now, but <laughs> I mean, you might have some horny dogs in there at eight fifty in the morning or whatever. I don't on a know, Sunday. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, 
It is. But wow. yeah, that's I I've, oh, I've seen cars there the whole time during quarantine. So I don't know that they ever shut. I don't know that they ever shut down. Okay. So now that, I know that's a little bit different than you know your typical club or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would just. Uh, I guess it would just boggle my mind. To, like, why you want to talk about social distancing? How do you social distance in a place like that? Absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, but hey, you know. Somehow, some way, they may yeah. they remain open. But so far, NBA and NHL. I mean, other than this knucklehead there that left, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, I don't think they're reporting any cases. No. Um, well, what do you so, think of what do you think of the NBA having the, uh, for lack of a better word, they have the open snitch policy? I didn't even hear about that. Oh, where they actually have like a number for folks to call. Uh, if they either witness other players or they witness their peers or, or if fans witness players, uh, you know, being out and about without yeah. permission, you know, to call this number and, and report them. Uh, I don't know. That seems, <laughs> that seems a little shady. It does. It does. It's like, I think everybody should just do their part, do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I also get it by the fact that they're trying to make this season happen the only right. way they can right now. And if they end up having to shut this down, like I don't know how that affects people getting paid or contracts. I don't I don't know how all that's gonna work. So yeah. I kinda I kinda can see it, but it just it seems shady. It does. Like, it does. <laughs> I know. And it's and I'll tell you what, I don't know how the NFL's gonna start if it continues along this path, you know. Yeah, because they're gonna they're running the same kind of format that baseball's running, you know, where they're going from town to town to town, right? And not only that, but I mean, you deal you're dealing with more guys too, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's you, contact, continuous contact. Yep. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It's I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't either. I think I think NBA. I do think the NBA and the NHL are gonna be okay. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. get through this all. Um, I don't know with baseball because you had all the Marlins players and then you had, uh, what, I think it's like four from the Cardinals now or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. And then so the I Phillies, don't know. I think the Phillies even. I don't know if it was any of their players though. I oh, heard okay. it was like, I think I heard it was like their clubhouse manager gotcha. and somebody else. I don't remember, but, um, I don't know that it was any of the players last okay. I had heard. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. It's a shame. It is a shame. I can't wait for this all to just be done and over with. The Braves had a nice comeback the other night. Did you see that? I did. What were they down? Like uh, I think they were down ten four. Yeah, or something. ten to four. Ended up winning eleven ten. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the Pirates Cubs game last night, and uh, man, there's a. There's a lot of faces on that team that I'm just not, uh, I'm just not recognizing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, even what's going to be even crazier is if they continue this season and as players get put on the COVID list, yeah, they're probably going to keep pulling pe- people up from their smaller ball clubs to play, and then yep. you're going to be really be seeing people you don't know who they are. Well, I think <laughs> I yeah, I know, and and I think the roster's already bigger than it normally would be. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. so. So and as those players start falling to the to the positive cases and such, you know you're going to see a lot of the double A players uh, coming up mm-hmm. and 
and playing for the first time. I mean, think about what the Marlins, you know, are going through. Half their team is is out with COVID, and if and when they resume, I I can't see some of those players who have tested positive. You know, some of them are going to probably take a little while to recover. You know, yeah. So they're going to have imagine. to be yeah they're going to have to be bringing up some uh, minor leaguers to fill that void. So. So. I mean, I mean, speaking of baseball, though, don't we we have uh, don't we have a couple kids from the area here that are playing um, playing pro ball right now? Like, well, um, we got like Derek uh, Fisher. Yeah, Derek Fisher is uh, he's still with the Astros, right? No, he's no, with the Blue Jays. Now. Oh, is he with the Blue Jays? Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Blue Jays. The Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah, <laughs> he got he got traded July thirty first last year. Oh wow. Um, yeah, so he's that. he's with he's with the Blue Jays, and okay. then wasn't there another kid from Cedar Crest that's playing too, or is he only in is he only in uh, minor league ball? You know what? If he, I'm not aware of him, if if there is, so um, there's a a cousin a cousin of my wife's. Um, they live in uh, Germain, Pennsylvania. I don't okay. know Germain. Um, I think it's called German, actually, like uh-huh. just like the word German. Yeah, but um, there's somebody from that area. Uh, his name's hmm. Joe McCarthy, and he's playing for the Giants. Oh, cool! So we got a couple, yeah, um, couple kids from the area that are making it. So good luck to them. Hopefully, yeah, right. things work out. I wonder if now would be a, a good opportunity for a lot of those local homegrowns to make it to the bigs. Because of all this, yeah, you know, probably, probably, yeah, it's like their big shot, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, Derek Fisher was a high pick, wasn't he? He was like he was. was he was like the first pick of the second round or something, something like that. And uh, and I know when he first made it to the bigs, he was. He was playing well. I mean, he had like a mm-hmm. home run in his first game, or you know, and. Uh, and he was making a lot of contributions, but you know, playing on that Astros team, he obviously didn't get as much playing time as he would have loved to. But uh, how is he doing? Do you see any stats on him in regards to uh, uh, the Blue Jays? Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Your your hometown Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah. Well, not my hometown. <laughs> let now, me see. Now, will you will you buy a Blue Jays shirt if they if they uh, win the World Series or? Is there, I doubt it. <laughs> is there well, is a, let's see. Derek Fisher is a uh, World Series champion in 2017. Well, that's right. Did, he does have a ring. Did he, did he not score the winning run or something? Do you remember that? Didn't he come in as a pinch runner or something? I don't remember. I know he made contributions during the playoff run. Something tells me he scored that run or something. Okay. I don't remember. Um, let me see. I'm trying to pull up the stats. Yeah. Um... Jeez, why is it so hard to find stats on this guy? So, here we go. There's baseball. There we go. Okay. So, 2020, so far, it looks like he's batting 273. All right. Well, that's respectable. Yeah. Um, Looks like he's played in five games and uh, 14 plate appearances, 11 official at-bats, three hits, double, a triple. All right. Uh, No. No RBIs yet. Three walks, four strikeouts, two seventy three with a five forty five slugging. So, Those are good numbers, actually. Yeah, yeah, Those he's not playing bad. Numbers. He's not playing bad. So, 
Um, you know, the Blue Jays actually have a nice young club if they mm-hmm. can get it all together. They really yeah, do. They, they have do. Um, don't they have um, they have Craig Biggio's kid. Mm-hmm. He's playing there, and then don't they have um, they don't they um, have Doug Drabeck's kid, Kyle Drabeck? Yeah, I think he's there. And there's another kid they have. Um, it's not the uh, it's not Guerrero, is it? Oh, Guerrero's kid. Lad's kid. Um, not sure. I don't think it is. Um, darn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to look it up real quick while we're chatting here. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me see if I can pull up their roster. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, it's current roster. Here we go. Uh, they Bo Bo Bichette. I don't know if that's any relation to Dante. Oh, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah, there it yeah, is. Yeah, there yep. we go. Yep, he's on there. Man, Vlad um, had an arm. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he he didn't use batting gloves, right? Isn't that the kid? Correct. Yeah, yeah, he didn't use batting gloves. They have Kenny Giles, who's supposed to be a really good closer, but he's actually looks like he's on the injured list right yeah. now. Um, I'm not seeing Dre back anywhere. Okay. Is, know, is his kid a pitcher too? Yeah, I know uh, he was traded to the Blue Jays. This was a few years ago, but from the Phillies to the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm not seeing him. Okay. So he either he's not on their roster, or he got traded again, or signed somewhere else, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Another another person that kind of fell off the radar that I thought he was doing pretty well for the Dodgers, uh, but I don't think he's playing there anymore. And that was uh, Van Slyke's kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, what was his? What was? I don't remember his first name. Kyle Drabeck's actually a free agent right now, and he actually he hasn't played since okay. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So he was with the Diamondbacks in 2016. Okay. <clears throat> but hmm. Andy Van Slyke. Um, let's see. Was it Scott? It might have been. Scott Vance like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's him. Okay, he's actually he's actually thirty four. Is he? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he played with he played with the Dodgers from twelve to seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought he was a pretty decent player. He had some power. <clears throat> hmm. So. Well, yeah. So, so sports are back. Yep, sports are back. COVID's still here. Uh. Deaths going down, numbers being positive going up. Uh, MTV made its debut. I mean, you know, we j- I think we covered it all, Troy. <laughs> we did. Um, I don't know how much time we have here. If, if yeah. this is a good spot to end it, or if we want to keep so. going, but because I I could bring up another thing if you want to. What's that? Well, it's actually something that you kind of brought up too. Is um, all, what's going on with uh, all these celebrities all being linked to some sort of pedophilia, pedophilia and whatever else going on? What What is going on here? Well, you know what? In my opinion, what's going on is they're getting it's getting a lot harder to hide it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what it is with social media, with all these different media sources. Uh, it, they're just not able to hide a lot of this stuff as easy, you know, as easily as they once were. Maybe, you know, we, we look, we look way back to the Bill Cosby, you know, 
days. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to have an entire career uh, without getting caught. And I think yeah. a lot of that had to do with, number one, nobody would have ever thought someone like him to do that. And mm-hmm. number two, he was never he was never living in this era where everybody is seeing every second of their day. Yeah. So, yeah, because not only do you have all this social media and everything, but like everybody with their phones has cameras. Mm-hmm. So you can get a picture of anything now, but it's just, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm reading all these people that are linked to some sort of people and like, yeah, with this whole Epstein thing. And now this Maxwell girl. And I know. And it's, I, uh, it's scary. It is. It is. And I'm not quite sure, you know, I've always wondered this, but, but, coming from the mental health field of things, I do believe that there's an illness there, mm-hmm. you know, not that it's justified, but it's definitely, definitely something there that is, uh, not working out for their, their head, I guess. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's some major problems there when people start going that route, especially when you look at celebrities. I mean, look at R Kelly, for example, you know, mm-hmm. that guy, probably could have had his pick of women but for whatever reason he decides to go the route of under 18 you know mm-hmm. <laughs> why why would you you know when you could have probably you know a model of 20 or 21 or whatever it may be you know he just for whatever reason that's his attraction and do you think it has um and i mean this is like i said you're you're the mental health guy here so uh-huh. I'm just going out on a limb here, but do you think it has to do with anything with the fact that they're so young so they can mold them to however they want them to be? There's part of it. I think a lot, some of it, and you can also look at it from a criminal perspective too, where look at the abusers that are out there. The Like for example, a rapist. A rapist doesn't rape someone because they enjoy the actual feeling of what they're doing. They mm-hmm. rape somebody because it's power, it's it's control over that person. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the same could be said in this type of situation, you know, where it's some form of power, some form of control. Uh and and yeah, probably probably a little bit to what you're saying as well, where they're able to mold them, you know, to their standards. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been going on for a long time in the celebrity world. It, it goes far back as Elvis Presley. I mm-hmm. mean, he married a 14-year-old Really? Yeah. Um, Pris- I didn't know that. Yeah, Priscilla. He met her when she was fourteen. You know, and and he had to get. I did not know that. Yeah, he had to get his. He had to get her parents to sign permission for him to marry her. I mean, Jeez. and think about that guy back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. do you think he had his pick of who he wanted? I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> and and what did he choose? He chooses a, a teenager that isn't even an adult yet. So, uh, yeah. So it goes back. It goes back as probably even longer than that. And uh, I mean, there's even songs that even sing about it. Believe it or not, you know, uh, back in the fifties, I forget what the song was called. She's sixteen or something like that. Uh, back in the fifties, and it talks about this guy dating a 16 year old you know so it, it 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 dates back probably forever i'm sure it probably does mm-hmm. yeah it probably goes way back in history so, but 
but people are people are messed up they they are ill they need some help uh and and in many cases they prey on the people that are very weak and very they're very easy to manipulate and mm-hmm. and that's unfortunately that's sad but that's the a lot of times they look for somebody that doesn't have any you know role models or mm-hmm. figures in their life and yep well look at the gangs you know do you think they target people who are doing well in school right you know they they target they target the people that are looking for something to hang on to they're looking for that family structure and the gang will promise you that you know same thing right. same thing with this you know uh think about if if someone wanted to to uh go that route uh in the uh celebrity world go to a place like nashville or hollywood and all you yeah. gotta do is look for that starving musician or that starving actress and promise them like hey i can i can hook you up with this because you know look who i am i've already made it big you know why don't you just live with me for uh you know a couple months and i will i will basically spring you to stardom you know and mm-hmm. and those promises sound good on paper you know they're mm-hmm. in their head they're thinking oh my gosh i'm going to be a millionaire you know and i'm going to i'm going to make it big i'm going to be rich i'm going to own this and own that and now now that they've gotten trapped into this system now they're now they're stuck unfortunately well hopefully people keep talking before they get suicided you know yeah i agree <laughs> i agree <laughs> Yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> the new the new verbiage yeah. suicided yeah before yeah. they well, accidentally I mean, disappear you can say whatever you want to say but that's what's happening yeah it's just it's too ironic that all these mm-hmm. people that are willing to talk are all of a sudden committing suicide like come right. on like you know yeah <clears throat> well I think the bigger issue even beyond that is how are we letting this slip by us if that's the case you know how are yeah. these how are these people basically allowed to commit such a heinous crime if that's what they're doing? Yeah, that's a good point. So. So. Oh, well. You know, I'm sure there'll be more to come up from that. <laughs> so. So. All right. Yeah, well. we'll keep we'll keep uh, we'll keep our eye on that and see what happens. But um, it's yeah. just sad. And I hope I hope. um I hope people keep talking before they do get suicided, like I said, because we need yeah. to get to the bottom of this and figure out <laughs> where it's all stemming from. Is there one big mastermind behind this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Is it Wayfair? <laughs> Is it Wayfair? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have a new brand of furniture coming out soon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really sad. Yeah. I, just, I, fe- I fear for my kids or whoever's kids because... Oh, I know. It just takes one person to grab you, and yeah, that's it. Never yeah. see him again. I and I've uh, I've actually had students that have been sex trafficked before, mm. so it's you know it's not a pretty sight. It's not something they recover from either. I can imagine. You know, if they do recover, if they do make it out alive, uh, recovery is very slim to none. They 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 more times than not will turn to drugs and and mm. and just completely waste their lives and in many cases they do kill themselves yeah so, but
but that can't be easy to live with that's for sure no it can't be it can't be and unfortunately that's the world we live in and uh and i think too sometimes people are taking advantage of things like covid because that's the distraction right now right you know it's easy to use that as a distraction to get away with whatever they're getting away with well the other thing i always thought was was interesting too and this is a different topic but it's kind of you just kind of pop something into my head is like Uh with criminals um what's one of the first things they do when they go in to rob something oh yeah they they look for that distraction they put a mask on yeah (laughs) yeah so now you have all these people going into all these stores all these banks whatever and they all have masks on already Uh uh-huh they're already covered up that's what i mean like you would you would i'm surprised that there hasn't been people taking advantage of this and maybe there is we're just Mm -hmm. not hearing about it i don't know yeah, but um, you know they're already covered up. They're already, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. why not go in and rob this place? Nobody's gonna know who I am. Oh, it's a guy with a mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. And I and I know, like in New York City, uh, a lot of ways that I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the um, a lot of the street corners in New York City actually have uh, facial recognition cameras. Really? Yeah, and I and I would probably be willing to bet that a lot of cities throughout the country have that. But I know New York City for a fact does, and uh, I would almost bet. Now that you say that, I would almost bet that a lot of banks have that. Yeah, probably. And mm-hmm. but think about this. Think about now. How many times are they going to be able to recognize that face? My phone doesn't recognize my face when I have a mask on. Good point. Know? So, so now even more so, you're probably seeing more criminals walking amongst us because they can. They can get away with it. You yeah. Know? And now, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of things coming out of this. I think we're going to see a lot of improvement in technology, but we're also going to see a lot of um, crime of um, just convenience, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so, too. Yep. So, but yeah, but with that being said, I think we've I think we've talked it up a lot. So yeah, I think we got a lot of things in here that we were was on our mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> we we do we have a guest speaker? <laughs> yeah, my little guys in the background. Uh, yeah, the other thing too is everybody's working from home, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, but with that being said, I think this would be a good time to kind of uh, end our show, and we'll, you know, like I said, we'll hopefully join you next week with an uh, interview with uh, Liquid Noise. Brad. Brad from Liquid Noise Brewing yep. Company. Yep. Looking yeah, that'll be to fun. Can't, can't wait. Exactly. So, uh, so with that being said, I think we'll uh, we'll kind of end it here, Troy, and uh, we'll close it out with your uh, your normal uh, outro, and we'll go with that. Till next time, guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Stay Tuned TNH. Email us, stay tuned, tnh at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.